1: welcome to the sunday edition of heritage bible radio where this week we returned to our expository preaching series through the book of mark we picked up where we left off at the beginning of chapter 5 and we're focusing on verses 1 through 20. now the miracles of jesus included casting demons out of demon-oppressed and even controlled people So Pastor Jim will park on this passage for another couple of weeks to teach through it and at the same time answer perplexing questions that come up about demons today. But in this last piece of this week's message, Pastor Jim will highlight what we can learn about Jesus from how demons consistently regarded him in these encounters. How does your understanding of God compare to a demon's understanding How does your belief in Jesus compare to that of a demon? The answers might be sobering. Here is the last segment of the message entitled, Jesus' Power Over Demons, Part
0: 1. He calls him Son of the Most High God. Most High God was an ancient title. It was used both in certain Gentile circles and among the Jews to identify the one true living God of Israel and to distinguish him from all the false gods who are behind every idol in the world. In Genesis 14.8, remember that strange guy, Melchizedek, sort of shows up out of nowhere and encounters Abraham when Abraham's coming back from battle, and it identifies Melchizedek as a priest of God Most High. In other words, he's a priest of the the true God. You realize in Isaiah 14.14, 14, that's where we have the quote of Satan's words when uh, he rebelled and he said... I will make myself like the Most High. Then think back to when the angel Gabriel came and spoke to Mary about this plan for her to conceive and to bear Jesus. Luke one thirty two, Gabriel says to Mary, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. In other words, he's going to be God, the son, who will fulfill all the promises to David for a a permanent kingdom. Go down three more verses. Luke 135. The angel answered and said to her, she said, how can this be? He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and for that reason the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. God. That's why Mark wrote this, proving to you Jesus is the Son of God. Then when John the Baptist was born, his father, Zacharias, announced what John's role was going to be in the plan of God to introduce Jesus to the world. Luke 1.76 he says, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare His way. So you see, when the, when the demons see Jesus, and they blurt out that He is the Son of the Most High God, they're showing really good theology. They have good comprehension of theology proper and of Christology. When when they say, what business do we have to do with each other? They're showing that they have really good comprehension of eschatology. When they know the inroads into the lives of the men and women they possess and how to worm their way in and how to market their nonsense... They show great, compa- uh, great comprehension of biblical anthropology and hamartiology when they, contru- when they corrupt the gospel by adding works to faith or by redefining Jesus or redefining the atonement. They show great comprehension of soteriology. Those are all the big words for saying that demons understand the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of man, the doctrine of sin, the doctrine of salvation, and the doctrine of end times. Oh, and by the way, The rest of it too. That's why the New Testament makes such a big deal out of calling you to saving faith which is more than just mental understanding. Interesting passage. You've seen what these demons know. Uh, James in James chapter 2 is saying if if you really do have faith... It's going to change you. And in part of his argument, he says this, James 2, 19. You believe that God is one? You have good doctrine of God? You even understand that He's one essence, eternally manifesting Himself in three distinct persons? He says, you believe God is one? You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. That's why they're saying... Wait a minute. What do we have to do with you? We thought we had a lot more time. What are you doing here? Do you merely believe a set of doctrines? You understand one essence, three persons. You understand that Jesus is his son, and you say he died for your sins. That's great. But that's not enough. You have to act upon that. You have to confess that you are a sinner. That you understand that you are, uh, because of your sin, alienated from God. You deserve the same eternal torment as those demons and as Satan himself. The gospel is nothing less than the fantastic news that... Christ took the wrath of God that you deserve for your sins and and He's giving you His righteousness which you could never attain to. There are far too many people who proclaim faith in God and in Jesus Christ and it's a kind of faith that is right on par with what the demons believe. They have accurate knowledge of what the Bible teaches, but they don't submit themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ because they're in rebellion and they hate God. And you don't get God off your back just by saying, yes, I can check all the boxes on that list. It's more than that. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 5 ends with these words, Therefore... We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. That's the gospel. Now, the demons in this man and his companion could never be saved. They were just begging for the chance to play out the rest of their losing hand. They couldn't be saved, but you can. They know the plan of God for judgment, and they shudder. You can know the plan of God for judgment. It ought to make you shudder, but it also ought to drive you to the point that you can rejoice that you've been rescued from that judgment by God's grace. Romans 10 puts it this way. But what does it say? Referring to Old Testament. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we are preaching. Now, here's what it takes. Not just signing a doctrinal statement. Here's what it takes. That If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. When I see somebody that says, I believe that doctrine, I love that doctrine, that's really good. But they can't be bothered to set aside recreation or vacation or... They can't be bothered to do anything inconvenient to serve in the name of Christ, to take that gospel somewhere, to to, to meet a need in the name of Christ, to demonstrate the love of Christ to somebody who, who, who desperately needs it. You have to say, do you believe and, and shudder at the prospect of judgment? Or are you going to be spared from it? Look again what those demons know about the power of Christ. Jesus, Son of the Most High God. We're going to have to come back. We'll visit this again next time but understand do you know that apart from Christ you are in exactly the same spiritual condition as that raving maniac among the tombs you just got a better you know candy coating on the outside you need Christ He's saying, well, why are you preaching that? I mean, you've got, you got a room full of people that, that have testimonies of, of faith in Christ. Yeah, I know that. And you know what? I doubt anybody was doubting that guy in that synagogue in Capernaum who was full of demons. And I'm not asking for a demonic confrontation. I'm telling you, you need a Savior. And Jesus is that Savior, and that's why this passage is here, so that you understand that He is the Son of God, your only hope. So let's pray. Our Father, how we thank You for the riches of Your grace to us in Christ Jesus. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you.